Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. for another episode of the wildly entertaining and wildly misinformative podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Monet, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're early birds today. It's 1032 in New York. Where on earth are you? I'm currently in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which it, the high this weekend was negative three degrees. Um, and so I think I'm an hour behind you. So it is 9.37 here, 9.32 here in Minneapolis. It's very cold and very early. And things you... I am not fond of. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I should uh, hurry to say, well, I am so honored that you could be up <laughs> with us. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, are, I mean, you, you, not because of anything you've done, but because Kim Kardashian wants to buy your dress. <laughs> Oh my God! Kim Kardashian posted a picture. She just posted a, sc- a picture of her. Well, not Kim Kardashian posted it. This picture is going around of of Kim K, Oprah, and J Lo taking a selfie together. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, what are these women doing together? What could they possibly be doing?" It turns out they were at the 25 year anniversary party for Anastasia Beverly Hills, which is a, I think they still sponsor Drag Race, um, or they're one of the people. I didn't realize how big, I mean, I, I knew how big Anastasia was, but I mean, to have these Oprah and fucking Kim K are supporters of Anastasia Beverly Hills, that feels so cute. So you already started with fake news by saying that Kim posted it, and then she said she, you said she didn't. Listen, I think she, wa- I didn't know she was chummy with Oprah. Last week I said I think Kim wants your SpongeBob dress because uh, uh, she used it as a couch cover. Now I understand. It's the only one that will fit Oprah. <laughs> oh my god! So okay. what, what? What were you doing in uh, Minneapolis? Because you oh, were so, you were somewhere yeah, well, else I'm, the night before. Yeah, I'm here for yeah the night before. I was in um I did two shows. I did a show in Kansas City, a sold out show in Kansas City, a sold out show in Des Moines, and now I'm here in Minneapolis for the next two and a half weeks because I'm doing my I'm doing the role of the Duchess of Krakenthorpe 
in La Fille du Regiment, which is an opera here at the Minnesota, the Minnesota Opera. Oh my God! Well, mm-hmm. I, 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 I mean, so have you, have you done like a regular singing engagement like this since for for years? You better you better watch that throat. I know it's been years since I've had an engagement. I'm not saying in I'm not saying operatically since 2012. And I have definitely have not done an engagement like this since I graduated, since like the year after I graduated college. So it's been a decade, and it's been really fun getting back into the swing of things. The cast here is fucking amazing. The Minnesota Opera is amazing, and it's gonna be just a really like dope performance. Like never, and never has there ever been a drag queen um, at, that I know of, or anyone here has has no no been in an opera and having like a role. And this is opening up, opening up the conversation to do it in a in, a, in another way, in a bigger way, in like a because the, um, the the Duchesse is a small role, you know. Everyone else is in the opera the entire time. I'm only in Act Two, um, for three scenes. So, um, yeah, it's, it's it's very exciting. Well, I've never heard the opera referred to as dope, but here's to you turning <laughs> to turning opera into something for today's uh, kids. I'm imagining that the Duchess is a a comic role. It is. It is. Because I was about to say it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen any operas before, Bunny? Do you have, do you go to the opera? Uh, no, I'm I'm not that classy, but yeah, I, we know. I I was in an opera when I was a teen and they brought in opera stars from New York like a famous tenor to be the starring role and he fell for me and he was a chicken hawk because I wasn't nothing but 14 and um, was giving me like these big bottles of back then the 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 cologne for gays was Aramis Aramis. Yes, it was a very. Po- it's gone now. Like no one cares. But back then, and he so he gave me, and my parents were like, we knew there was something wrong with our kid. <laughs> we knew there was something wrong with this punk. But now these grown men from New York are writing love letters to it, and uh, you know, it was. Listen, it was all very. Uh, Wait, so the lead tenor in the show was sending you like bottles of Aramis. Yes, and 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 love letters and stuff like that. Cause how old were you? For real? I was about fourteen, and I was no. an extra. I was an extra in the opera. And he was sending you that stuff. That is wild. Well, I mean, it. it hey, what Bunny, can I say? Show us where he touched you. <laughs> well, I mean, I was already having sex at twelve. So, so. I mean, same, but. I don't think anyone I was fuck you know also the people who I was having sex with at well the person was my age it wasn't someone who was uh the lead role in a in a show uh, yeah, that's they, wild well at one point I met uh, a guy from the Wiz and the guy from the opera he didn't get in a booty the guy from the Wiz did Michael Jackson uh, well that scams no I wasn't that young <laughs> he wasn't younger than fourteen. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, he got, he got the booty. I, I, I've looked him up. I don't know whether he gave me a fake name back then. I still remember it, but I did try Googling him. And, and, um, anyway, that was my, um, that was me trying to get a little taste of the big city, uh, quite a taste of the very big, uh, (laughs) city. You know, when I was in Chattanooga and I was thinking, oh, I got to get out of here. You know, I got to get, you know, I got to, I'm meant for bigger things. And so these, these stars from out of town, you know, 
wanting me made me feel like, oh, okay, you don't have to stick here. You're accepted by others from elsewhere. And that meant a lot to me, even if it was pedophilia. (laughs) (laughs) But you're you're wild. I I am wild. I had a wild weekend. Oh, tell me about Um, your weekend. I went up to Poughkeepsie to perform my show, um, Pig in a Wig, which... uh, your show uh, canceled? No, no, not yet. Not you should, yet. You, oh my God, Bunny, you should do a you should do a show about being canceled. It will be very funny. Well, I think I should just call it uh, mentally regarded, and it will get <laughs> it will get canceled on its own. <laughs> okay, so you went to Poughkeepsie. I, I went to Poughkeepsie. You know, as as of someone that's lived in New York for thirty five years, I do not know upstate you know i mean uh no one does no one cares no they they really do i mean people who've been in new york as long as i do they often get like justin vivian bond has a place up there i mean it's it's like an artist it's like so look people from new york if they have money they go to provincetown if they want you know shows and they go to fire island if they want dick 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 and circuit parties and they go upstate if they want a little bit more relaxed, you know, mm-hmm. just like the country life. Yeah. So, yeah. I, but but it is beautiful. It's beautiful up there. But, um, you know, at any rate, uh, I introduced myself to as George Santos, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> told them I was going to perform some traditional Jewish. Uh, <laughs> Uh, dances that I had learned at Baruch College, where George Santos claimed he attended. And uh, it was a really uh, fun audience, sold out. So that's good. And um, a really cute venue. Uh, actually, a friend of of Bianca's, who I knew from the New York scene, but I guess he's up there, his name Jimmy Prada. So it's called the oh, Academy. Yeah, I love Jimmy Prada. Yeah, I just, I, it was the first big show that they'd had there. It's called the Academy in Poughkeepsie. And I absolutely love it. So thank you out loud. Festival, and oh, was uh, it Outfest that had this there? It's called Out Loud Hudson Valley uh, Festival, and uh, oh, okay, that they were a great crowd. That gay, straight, all of it, Mick, you know, young. It was, it was we love that. Yeah, so we I've always that. wanted to perform, you know, in places you know nearby New York, so I don't have to get on a plane. So it was it was fun. Of course, and I'm you on. Just, you just took a train up there. I took a train up there and going up there was annoying because there were these like group of of straight guys on the train mm-hmm. who were very, very loud. I imagine they had come in together, you know, a couple nights before to go to a sporting event. And, you know, as soon as I got on the train, you know, with longish hair, obviously a queen, uh, you know, with a mask on, they started saying shit like, um, look who voted for Biden. Uh, Wait, on really? the tr- uh, oh yeah! Oh, I mean, no, I mean these these guys were like alphas. They were like older alphas. And, you know, every time one of them stood up, you know, the other one would try to pull their pants down. These were like overgrown, you know, schoolyard bullies. And um, you know, every joke they made to each other was a gay joke about themselves. But you know, it was. I mean, they, they it, it was fine. But you know, that that's the kind of New York is a blue state, but largely because New York City is so blue. Right. Outside right, right. of New York City, it's 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 more Republican. 
Oh yeah, girl. Especially you go you go out on Long Island and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or Staten Island. That's Staten the Republican Island, yeah. stronghold in New York City. That's where the yeah. <laughs> that's where the firefighters and the cops live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So interesting. Um, not not grown ass. I can't. But like the, the 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 thought of being a grown man and behaving like that is so annoying to me. I'm like, ew, stop. Well, like, they also. I know, but they, that when they get together, it's the herd instinct right, thing. Right. And and quite honestly, we can't say that if a bunch of drag queens got on a train coming home from an event and they were drunk, we can't say for sure that they're not going to be voguing up and down the aisles or snapping their fingers or trying to read somebody else on the train like these guys read. I mean that is a you do bring up a point or like or like or like hitting on a cute guy that's just sitting there minding his business. I've seen that for sure. I've done that. So you're not wrong. Yeah. Not wrong. I mean, I had an interesting encounter with um at at Dwayne Reed the other day and I I noticed Yas. And there was a a gorgeous security guard who looked like he you know, was a to- he was a big guy, young, Puerto Rican, just gorgeous, muscular, everything. I mean, I was literally ready to faint over this fool, but he wasn't paying any attention to me, and he looked very, like, unapproachable. So it turns out I knew the woman who was ringing me up, the cashier, and mm. uh, so I-, 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 I was buying a lot of vitamins because it's, you know, flu season and all that, COVID, whatever. So... Yeah, vitamins. I, I made a joke that said, where, where I said, you know, I can just get all that. She said, wow, you're getting a lot of vitamins. I said, yeah, now I don't have to exercise or eat right because I'm taking vitamins. That's how it works, right? So then the guy laughed and we struck up a little conversation. By the end of it, he was so sweet. Sometimes you have to put your own assumptions on hold. And, mm-hmm. and as a result of that, I mean, he still doesn't want to fuck me. But uh, it was nice to strike up a conversation with someone who I thought looked very don't speak with me, and he ended up you being sh- very approachable. You, you should have approached him like you should have been like, oh, I, 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 I see. I think I'm missing some vitamin D, sir. Oh, do you happen to have any? That's a great idea. Oh my god, <laughs> I didn't think of that. Also, you know, he heard me uh, asking the cashier. Um, do you have any XXL Magnums? <laughs> and she said, uh, uh, she said, is your dick that big? I said, no, but my asshole is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd be like, oh, sorry, I'm just an XL. I still won't fit. Uh, well, if it's just XL, no me gusta. <laughs> sorry, <Yeah>. senor. <laughs> Ebony XL, honey. Is that, is that what the XL in her name stands for? How big her her penis is? Uh, well, she's a dra- New York City drag queen who is a, a good performer. Uh, I don't know. I think maybe it was because she, I don't know. She used to work with us at XL. I don't really know why she called herself that. She is from Haiti, so she having is, XL behind her about her Johnson doesn't sound she, too crazy well, to me. Uh, Brent, when uh, there's a party called Berlin, um, a Providence. And she performed as a balcony, and she would a lot of times climb over the balcony. So she would, like, you know, as like a stunt to like perform like 
almost like she could fall. And she did a split outside, like on the outside of the balcony overlooking the audience and uh, her balls and everything just like fell out. But I don't think she knew and just kept performing the entire time like over the balcony over people with their junk just out everywhere. She's actually a, a proper dance teacher. She goes she goes back to Haiti and teaches dance school. Oh really? Ebony, yeah. I go back to St. Lucia and I teach dance school. Uh, but Ebony has students in her classes. You just mm-hmm. do yours for tips. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I just I just do mine just for the tip. Ebony. Irony. Well, I think Bunny, we should jump into the headlines of the day, darling. Let's do it. Kind of, we, we can't really, it isn't, it isn't out yet, but a headline that we should be talking about is you're making um, your feature your feature film debut. Well, no, it's, it's not your debut. You've, you've been in films before. Yes. Um, I have starred in Wigstock the movie and right. Wig the movie, right. but this, this movie is called Playland, and it's about a club in Boston that existed for about 40 years years and uh kim kardashian doesn't want to buy my dress yet but the designer has created that's some of the vomit and the pee that's, that's in it. <laughs> well uh the designer has made costumes for beyonce oh really yeah so who or... knows maybe it will um uh at any rate it's an in- it's an arty film uh, we had the director jordan west on if anyone remembers she was uh, they sorry they were very ill with a cold and could barely speak, but she didn't cancel the interview. At any rate, it, it hits a, a, a film festival for its debut in Rotterdam, Netherlands, on February. Where are you going? I'm not. I'm going to be in Miami uh, DJing okay. at Wigwood and Tammy Brown's performing with a bunch of uh, other crazies from down there. So, okay. um, but but I'll be at the New York premiere. Uh, I hope and. Um, it's it's not going to be like a, a a major motion picture release. It's very much independent art film, and it's not like a rom com or, you know, it's not even a comedy. And I don't play myself. I play a famous drag queen from. Uh, well, I don't play her, but this role references her, and she was a part of this club in Boston. The the film. They're listing me as the star of the film. I don't think I have the most screen time. I'm probably just the oldest. It has um, Danielle from Pose is in it. Yeah, and uh, 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 I think the lead is actually a a trans bodybuilder who I don't have the stuff in front of me right now. But but anyway, it was a very fun thing to do. And I think the star of it is going to be the style of it and the look of the movie because it, it is it is not a huge budget, but it looked beautiful. Everything. They really slaved over the the set uh the the lighting and the set mm-hmm. so you know I'm playing a, a much older, heavier drag queen than I am. So you know how that <laughs> I had to put on so much weight for the role. <laughs> I remember I think, when you were filming this in the summer. You filmed this in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really uh, fun, and uh, and and sure. I'm glad it's coming out. So, uh, do you want to invite me to the to the premiere, or are you just gonna not invite me? The latter. 
Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know when it is, but I will invite you. Um, I guess there will be a, I don't know if there'll be a New York, maybe there'll be, just be a Boston one, I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm, I, it'll start hitting festivals, and I don't know if it will receive a, a theatrical release, but I don't know if it will be a wide, in every city release, because yeah, it's an like art film. Yeah, maybe like a selected theaters. Right. So, yeah. next year at the Oscars, honey, you might be talking about Big Bad Bun. Let me say something. If they are, if if this film wins an Oscar, people who should not get on the mic and talk, you, buddy, <laughs> will start tearing down the system. Oh, you rich celebrity faggots here! And the, and the, you know what? Fuck you. Well, until I refuse, I yeah. Who knows? Buddy would definitely be timed out with music and cut to commercial. Definitely. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Oh my god. <laughs> You're already trying to spoil my big moment, and it hasn't even happened. Well, let's. I, I, I'll wait for the nomination first. <laughs> I, think, I think that opera singer spoils your big moment. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> we so, talk, yeah. yes. Well, moving right along, bitch. I saw this story, and as soon as I saw it, I immediately thought of you, because I was like, this is wild. But um, it's been very interesting. So the Aretha Frank, so not not Aretha, the what, what's the name of the publication? Oh, the, the New York Post and the Daily Mail. Yeah, came out with a story last week that um has gotten quite a lot of attention. I saw that T. S. Madison did a segment on it, mm -hmm. and um, but it it also got a bunch of attention because. The New York Post and the, the Daily Mail are conservative papers, and mm -hmm. they ran with this story saying that a group of trans activists had said that Aretha Franklin's song, Natural Woman, is uh, offensive to trans people. Yeah, it was tweeted. It was not tweeted. It was, um, it was a post by at TransMindful. And it's and the, the it, it, it's the TCMA Transcultural Mindfulness Alliance. But apparently, this is not a real trans Instagram. This is like or Twitter. This is like some 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 fake account that they they make posts like this to cause to be uh, licentious, to be yes. shady. And this is what their tweet said: Aretha Franklin's 1968 song "Natural Woman" perpetuates multiple harmful anti-trans stereotypes. There's no such thing as a quote-unquote natural woman. This song has helped inspire acts of harm against transgender women. The TCMA, this 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 uh, account, is requesting it is removed from Spotify and Apple Music. Right. So. Um, now, the Post, I don't know about the other conservative outlets who ran with this. Uh, at least they did put out a follow-up article that says, uh, update, after initially claiming they were not a parody account, the Transcultural Mindfulness Alliance now insists they're just a satire group and were merely joking about, quote, harmful anti-trans stereotypes. So, in other words... This did not bother some. Also, this is the first post ever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is it, yeah, and 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 apparently the 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 group changed their Twitter account uh, to to say that it was a parody account, and there are many parody accounts on Twitter. Some of them are quite hilarious. Um, 
but anyway, no trans people were asking for this to be taken down. I don't know about the Daily Mail and the other things, but you know what? This is why the conservative media wants to run with this. Because it makes trans people look bad. It makes them yeah, look it makes them look crazy. It makes yeah. them look crazy. And, um, you know, however, what? why were they able to play on this? Because some trans women are, some trans women say, I'm, I identify as a woman and I present as a woman, but I'll, I will always be a trans woman rather than a biological w woman. Mm -hmm. Some trans women don't make that distinction. They say, no, I was, even when I was a man, I was, uh, I was a woman. Even when yeah. I, even before I transitioned, I was a woman. Not all trans people think alike. I have trans people who tell me, no, I'm not a, a cisgendered woman. I'm a trans woman. I'll yeah. never be a cis. So, you know, and then I have another trans friend who I absolutely adore who told me, you know, that younger trans friends of hers were saying because she was in the music industry and no one ever knew her tea, that uh, no one knew that she was trans that she should come out and tell her story. And she looked at me and said, Bunny, I'm a woman. <laughs> she, in London, on the high street. I will never forget this. And she's gorgeous. Bunny, I'm a woman. Why would I ever qualify what I am by calling myself a trans woman? <laughs> I was like, I love you. Because not everybody feels the same. Not everybody wants to be an activist. Some people want to get yeah. married and have a picket fence. But you see... The, the the reason that so the when you are making demands that that like um, in New York, if you uh, there was a law passed a few years ago that if you identify as whatever a, a man, a woman, trans, uh, they, them, or even lesser known ones like Z, Z, E. Mm -hmm. Or yeah. Zier. No, no, X, 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 E. Oh, okay. There's also a Zier, Z-I-R, which I had never heard before. Oh, I didn't know that one. Yeah, I mean, and 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 you're and you can if your boss keeps on refusing to call you by the right pronoun, then you can sue him for some amount, ten thousand, twenty-five thousand, etc. Now, I mm -hmm. think you and I both know, Monet, that this law is meant to protect people who were one sex and transitioned to another sex while at the same job. So if, you trans if you've worked at a company for nine years and you transitioned eight years ago and your boss is still calling you Conrad when you, your name is now Connie, yeah. Um, or stuff like that, then yeah, that could, and, and you can prove that it's discrimination. Well, then yes, that is workplace discrimination. If somebody does it and you just think it's an honest mistake because you get along with that person, then you might move on and not be entitled. Or you can't prove they did it maliciously. That's my understanding right. of the law. T.S. Madison did make me laugh and said, you know what trans people are having a problem with this? A white, white ones. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I wish we could, I mean, I, I want to pull... I, I want to pull some of the T.S. Madison thing, but it's, it's, it's so long and you know, Instagram, you can't like filter through it because T.S. Madison I I, th I thought you made some really valuable uh, points and I want to bring up here but you can't play these fucking videos on Instagram because they just play the whole thing anyway yeah I agree she was like she's like you know she's like you know who, who really got who really care about this the white girls 
Right, but you, but I mean, the two, well, that's funny. She she goes on. I, I I didn't see the end of the video to say that um that, that no that this would was use a, it for but that this was elections. a fake. That, yeah, that nobody was tr no trans people were offended yeah. by this because it yeah. was a fake group. But so, what does that do for the New York Post and conservatives? It makes them think that trans people are making ridiculous demands. The uh -huh. right wing wants everyone to think. T.S. Madison that, makes the same point too. This is yeah, this is like what she she goes on to say in her video. Right. They want to. They, they want to. So they want to say that you know, drag queen story hours, even though mm -hmm. drag queens are not trans, you know, are uh, or not all of them are. Uh, you know, want to, you, they want to denigrate that too. They want to denigrate yeah. uh, trans swimmers competing against female swimmers, which is an area that, a gray area that not all left or right feel the same way about. So yeah. it's, you know, and, and, you know, you have to really be hip to what they're trying to do, um, you know, when you read the media and not just take it as face value because they ran with this story because they wanted this to be true. They yeah. wanted to, like the Post initial article said that, oh, Aretha's song from 1967 was actually meant as a female empowerment thing. And so they want to stir up controversy between trans women and women. And now please don't jump down my throat because I've said I've not I've said that there's a difference because I'm not going there. But you know, I was looking at this and thinking there's no way in hell that trans women are upset by a song yeah. from 1967. Uh, you know, that says you make me feel like a natural woman. I've seen trans performers lip sync to that song yeah, and feel sure. their titties. And make money, yes, and they make money. <laughs> Right. So um, Sugar Pie Coco would pull out her actual, not silicone, but boo, her, her fat man's boobs. She wasn't trans. And the, the place would go absolutely nuts. So, you know, Aretha Franklin is so, you know, it just makes trans people seem silly if they were digging up 1967 songs that are so beloved by Aretha Franklin, who, you know, of course, T.S. Madison is right. Few black people are going to take issue with something that Aretha Franklin did because she is so beloved by so many yeah, generations. Sure. I mean, she's the epitome of the, you know, American black woman who can sing her ass off. Uh, I was watching, I was watching Aretha Franklin's interview with Wendy Williams and Aretha Franklin was just so cunty and she was so like no nonsense that shit was just so funny the way wendy would ask the questions and the way she would respond about like different artists and stuff i'm like it's just i mean the epitome of no filter just just a fucking straight shooter i live yeah, I, I I do too she would they would say you know what do you think of uh taylor swift and she would say nice outfits <laughs> yeah, something, yeah something like that but so i want to i I want uh, to just bring up something. I'm, I'm, I won't bother Googling it. But so while the, while the conservative media wants to portray trans activist demands as crazy, mm -hmm. why can they do that so easily and have people believe it? Well, because some things are ridiculous there was a, a trans group in scotland a few years ago that wanted to ban drag queens from a parade 
because it might, quote, confuse trans people. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Drag queens are part of the community. Not everyone's always understood them, not even the gay community at large. Not everyone in the gay community has understood trans people. Surely, also, some trans people are drag queens. Right, and, but surely, surely we've got to be supportive of different types of people in the community and not say we're banning drag queens because it might confuse some younger trans people. And, and going back... Um, also a couple of years, there was a, a, a college bus trip, and I guess these people were, were you know, PC. When you were in college? So no, PC? not that far back. Not that okay. far back. Okay. Um, but uh, they had an issue with Lou Reed's famous rock song, Take a Wild Side. Take a Walk on the Wild Side. Now, um, the first lines of the song are... Holly moved to MIA, shaved her legs, and she became a he. She said, hey, babe, take a walk on the wild side. Now, they thought that this was transphobic because it it, it, it talked about a trans person's uh, transition. In fact, Holly refers to Holly Woodlawn, who, before she died a few years ago, was an, a Warhol superstar, a pioneering trans woman who was getting, uh, you know, press, you know, before, I mean, for a while it was only Christine Jorgensen who was like the first famous sex change, who was like an art. Yeah, I know the hell. Yeah, she was. Christine Jorgensen. Yeah, she was in the, in the 50s and she was one of the first well-known uh, people to oh, have a sex. one who was married to that? So she was married to that to that to that guy in the army, and like and like she lived a lot of her life in Paris. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it was Paris, but she wasn't. She was in the army. Oh, I didn't know that. So I don't know if she now there there. Uh, now we had Tish Gervais on, who did go over to Germany and live with her husband, totally unspookable. No one knew, including yes. the other. Yes, yes, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. And there was also Calpurnia Adams, who was a, a Tennessee girl like me, now lives in L.A. She's a performer who also lived with her husband on an army base, and there's a movie about it, um, documentary about it. But so, the the thing I'm is, so I knew Honestly, Holly. Goals. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish I could do that. <laughs> well, anyway, go ahead. I knew Holly. Uh, she was, you know, lived in New York. She she passed away after she'd lived in L.A. for a few years, but very friendly person. She used Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side as her opening number. That's how thrilled she was. She thought this was one of her, you know, besides Andy Warhol and being in those movies back then, that this was one of her claims to fame. So... <laughs> So, are you were, were those students who were concerned about the lyrics of Lou Reed's song really representing? I mean, they 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 didn't want this song. They thought this song was transphobic, but yet the trans person it was written about loves it and uses it in her act as an opening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and they, it's, oftentimes you do see like the young, like like the, the younger members of the community kind of looking back and and, 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 and finding the, the quote unquote problems that they may see in things like this song and, and, and in things, and may, again, natural one is not true what I'm saying, 
like they go back to those songs and be like, well, there here, here's why it is problematic. And they try to like re- bring these issues back. And I, to your point, if the person that it was written about is okay with it, then I think we had to like take a beat and be like, you know what? This is not my fight to have. And, or we cannot take this, those experiences and try to like ban a, a, a whole segment of the community because we, because we deem it not to be okay. Yes, and and I mean, I, as always, I would love to stress, we're talking about trans people getting murdered, misgendered by the police, discriminated against, not being able to afford the gender-affirming surgeries that they need. Do you think that they're running around worrying about a song from decades ago and its lyrics just because... Some, so when college students make you know, outlandish claims like this, um, mm-hmm. th- I, th- that that's that seeds the soil for conservative news outlets like the New York Post and the Daily Mail in the UK to mock, uh, to, to, to run with something like the natural woman is, uh, you know, offending trans people when they didn't check their fat, check their source. There's also yeah. with uh, Calpurnia, um, so in, in 1999, um, she was dating uh, Barry Winchell, who was an, a soldier in the army, and he ended up being murdered by another fellow soldier when they found out that Barry was dating a trans woman. Right. So that's like another like little you know layer to the whole uh, you know the army and the you know people being up in arms over trans people. Right. Yeah, I mean, listen, I I expect younger people to have a different viewpoint. Why wouldn't they? You know, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, you know, they know what they know. They don't know what they don't know. They've got a whole life to live and, you know, uh I just have an issue with the way that they'll come down on people. Uh and of course when we're online, we don't know each other. Your profile picture might be a cat. And, you know, we've never met each other. So we can read something. If we're in a bad mood or had too much coffee, we can have a fit of stress or, or whatever. But let me give you another example. Mm-hmm. About five years ago, four years ago, Amanda Lepore, the celebrated uh, nightclub personality, muse for David, Dave, uh, not Dave, not Dave, not Dave Chappelle, Dave LaChapelle, the photographer, Um <laughs> Uh, you know, fame, very famous in New York. Every person in New York City nightlife, you know, they've, they've got it. You, you, you made it if you have a selfie with Amanda. And she's right. happy to oblige and just is a well-loved, you know, since the days of Michael Ailig. That's what, how far we go back. Now, I know Amanda well. She's appeared at Wigstock. We've worked in the same nights together. When her book came out a few years ago, I tweeted about it to support my friend. And I said that she is the most famous transsexual in the world and check out her new book and put a link to the book in the artwork or whatever. Tagged her, whatnot. Two people came at me saying that word transsexual is no longer allowed. Well, I know that it's not supposed to be allowed um, by some people who are woke, but that is how Amanda Lepore has built herself for 15 or 20 years. So in your attempt to censor me, do you think that you should be censoring the words of trans women and their own bios? 
That's what she called Wait. herself. The most fa- she said, my lips are from Africa. My pussy is from Mexico. My cheekbones are from Asia. You know, but she referred to herself as the most famous transsexual in the world for decades. Wait, transsexual is not. Like the, You're supposed the, to say transgender because it's been deemed by the powers that be that transsexual is no longer acceptable. I don't, I, I don't think I knew that. Well, one person who tweeted at me, you know, they actually understood after we had a few tweets and they realized, I'm trying to plug a trans person's book who's actually someone in my life that I've written music with. Okay. Right. Um, and the other one sounded almost like they would have hit me if we were in person. To be fair, I would hit you if we were in person as well. But you wouldn't need a reason. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the, the, the reason that I like this story, don't believe everything that you read. Of yeah. course the right wing is going to uh, try to tie... Uh, Everything bad about trans and gays, you know, just like they do with drag queen story hours, claiming that we're groomers, uh, you know, uh, and they're just trying to tie, tie it up in a negative thing to reflect on, you know, I don't, I, the, the, the gay community at large, our rights at large, and uh, we, we've been approaching Nina West, who kind of became the face of drag queen story oh, yeah. hour yeah. uh you know because she likes doing drag queen story hours to come on in a in an upcoming episode to discuss this whole thing because i think that the claims of the right wing are trying to s- discredit all gay people because listen i don't think nina's a groomer i don't think anybody that's doing drag queen story hours is a groomer i just don't i don't believe Besides that lady bunny well, you know, I like old men. That, that, huh? upper, that upper guy, maybe. Which I, my Monet Exchange? No, the one, the one who's sending you. The one who's sending you. That's sending you. That's sending you dick pics via fucking Telegram. Oh, okay. Well, honey, that yeah, that, I'm glad you said Telegram because this was when I was a twink. I wasn't even a twink, honey. I was a wink. Uh, they didn't have no cell phones for about thirty more years. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I would love to have that discussion because uh, I don't know this th- th- this is really really out of hand, and there's some interesting arguments about it. So maybe that for a um, an upcoming episode. Yeah, yeah, maybe we can have. I mean, maybe we can get Maddie on there. We, we're we're both friends of Maddie. We can we can see if Maddie's available or some someone else, someone someone else of the trans experience who can come and give us their their point of view. Oh, you mean T. S. Madison? Yeah. Well, something tells me that uh, she hasn't done too many drag queen story hours, and that's one oh, reason. Oh, drag story hour. I, I thought you mean about the whole. I thought you were going back to the whole conversation we were having before we introduced that. Yeah, I love Matt T. S. Madison because she is she is unfiltered and she will give you the real deal. Yeah. Unless she's talking about Beyonce <laughs> in Dubai. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, and no, every one of her posts is, is like the six posts are now about uh, Beyonce over the weekend. And obviously, I spend too much time online. Yeah, you do. You need to go go back to uh, to Hawaii and go 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 swim with some dolphins, Lady Bunny. 
Well, I'm going down to DJ at Wigwood this uh, Sunday, and I'm going to have five days off in the sand. Uh, in, in the sun and the sand in Miami. Miami. Right. So wig- you know, I was, I was thinking about going to Key West for my birthday. I've never been to Key West. Everyone talks about how fierce Key West is, but I've never visited. And I always hear it's magical. It's tropical. It's so warm. It's so cute. Well, I mean, you live in L.A. Do you really need to go to the warm, maybe to warm up after Minneapolis? Uh, yeah, definitely Minneapolis. Also, L.A. is cold in the winter. It's like low 50s. That's cold for L.A. Like, it's free. that's cold. So I would like to go somewhere hot. Like, hot, hot, hot. Well, Key, Key West is, is um, it's, it's kind of like Florida's New Orleans. Florida's New Orleans. Like, in terms of what? In terms of, a, a, you know, a... a cl- a drinking destination. <laughs> oh, so, so it's, it's, it's that vibe, that like party drinky vibe. It's a very party hearty, you know, uh, yes, I, I'm sure that alcohol, I mean, in, in New Orleans, they never stop serving alcohol. Oh, really? I didn't know it's, that. It's, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... I've never been to New Orleans either. I mean, I, did, I was there twice for two tours. But it's one of those things. We got there at like 11 o'clock in the morning. The show was at 7, and the bus pulled out at like 1 a.m. So it wasn't even like a full day both times. Well, don't go to New Orleans if you're dieting, because that is the best food in the country. Is it? Child, you don't even want to. Oh. <laughs> Please go to the brunch at the Seven Sisters. You will Seven never sisters. believe it. Never, ever believe it. I love New Orleans. Love everything about New Orleans except Bianca Del Rio. <laughs> well, I went to go to that to to try that restaurant you talked about, um, the one in Terminal B at Atlanta Jackson, Atlanta Hartsfield Jackson. Pascal's. Yeah, the one at Terminal B, right? Yes. Yeah, I went to go there, but the line was very long, and I didn't have time. You think I'm gonna tell you about a restaurant that doesn't have a long line? <laughs> do, do I do I have a long gut to prove that I? <laughs> <laughs> So the next time I thought to Atlanta, I'm going to try again to go to Pascal's and see what all the rage is. Honey, you will slap your mama for that food. Wow, buddy. My mom is dead. Oh, well, you'll dig her up and slap her. <laughs> Do you know who should, who needs to be dug out right now, honey, is these past fucking presidents and vice presidents who have all the classified documents, honey, Swirling around, honey. The documents are being unclassified. They're declassified. They're in a garage. They're in the basement. They're in the attic. They're in the room. Girl. They're in my vagina, and I don't even have one yet. Mm. So in case you've been living under a rock and you have not seen the news or or, or opened social media, um, a barrage. Well, we all know about Donald Trump and his in his um, Florida estate at Mar-a-Lago and him hiding over 300 classified documents in his home and not not cooperating with um, with law enforcement, not cooperating with anyone, lying about it, flushing them down the toilet. We've all heard of that. Well, recently, in the past couple of weeks, um, President Joe Biden has been here. We have found classified documents in his home. They're thinking somewhere between 10 and 15. And now, as of um, late last week, ex-Vice President uh, Michael, Michael Pence, we have found classified documents in his place as well. So it's like, what is going on, Mary? 
I know. I, th- I think Pen- I think with Pence they just found one, but this is a real game of Doc Doc Goose. Get it? <laughs> that was a play on Duck Duck, duck Goose, duck, which is goose. a children's game they played in the 1930s. I enjoyed that game. Um, but is that uh, the one is from the 1930s. That no, I, it, no, it's oh. a. But it's, I, I make that joke because it's, I don't think kids today play it. They're playing video games, not Duck Duck Goose. Well, but, you know, we all think you or you. We all think you were born somewhere around, around the 1930s. So yes. Well, uh, at any rate, I. <laughs> I, the news is making this a huge story. And, you know, I, I speak for myself and possibly most of us. You have to follow the law really, really carefully to know the difference between top secret and classified documents. You have to know, you know, because the, the, the Department of Justice is doing a probe into these, but also Congress is, is doing a probe of Trump and of, of Biden. Maybe now they'll do a, a probe of, uh, of uh, Pence as well. Who knows? Uh, I just don't, I, this to me, this is not the biggest issue even though the press is making it a big issue because what what you're really what the fear is is that the these people you're that one side can make the other side look bad by by showing that they were careless with state secrets so um you know when trump's uh, th- uh there are differences between trump's documents and Biden's documents. Uh, Trump had many more documents. The FBI uh, raided his home, so uh, he was not cooperating. Uh, you know, as Biden says, he he did cooperate. So when Trump's home was raided, you know, Joe Biden said, uh, you know, you should not. This is uh, shows how unqualified he is. I don't remember Joe's exact words but whether trump had more documents or whether he cooperated those are distinguishing factors but the same thing is true you're not supposed to take classified documents so we can talk about how trump had them in a safe we can talk about how biden had them in a garage you know there's all kinds of things and most people are never going to know the legalities of this don't you agree monet yeah no one yeah yeah we'll never know but now they're all saying now that biden's been found with the documents oh we don't. They're they're classifying everything. They're classifying grocery lists. So, you I know, I haven't seen that. I haven't I, seen people saying that. There, I, there were uh, Pence had uh, about a dozen that, that, we, that we know of. Yeah. Oh, he had a dozen. Yeah, Mike, I th- Mike Pence had a dozen. Well, yeah. you know, and the people also saying, well, you know, the reason that Mike Pence might have that many is because you know he was getting out of there when they were trying to hang him in January sixth. So. A staffer may have like just put them with his things. I'm like, no, I don't buy that. There, there, so there are things that like the press doesn't talk about. So top secret information, 
they're given designations. So you have two different kinds of top secret information, really. You have uh, SCI, which is where SCIF comes from, so Sensitive Compartmentalized Information Facility, where you can view these things, and then you have code word protected information. So the reason why uh, the National Archives knew that Trump had documents and was requesting them for a long time is because he had code word protected information. The code word protected information is the things that you have to sign for, the things that they um, that they show you whoever had them in their hand. The SCI documents, they're not logged and registered the way code word protected information is. So that's why the documents that Pence and Biden had, no one knew they had them because those documents are not logged because they're not at the level of code word protected information. So they're different types. So yes, all three of them were wrong that they should not have had those, those documents. But there's a difference in the type of documents that they had. Right. And there's a difference in how they were handled by, all, by Pence and Biden in, are in one category. Trump is in another category. Because Trump had his documents, people were in and out of the room, and they had them there. They were in his desk. They were commingled with his personal stuff, whereas Pence's and, and Biden's were, were in sealed uh, packages, which how they come, and they were both, the National Archives were notified by Biden and Pence. No one came to Biden and Pence asking. Right. I just so the, don't... The, the situation I, is very, very, very different. I, I just don't think we can automatically think the worst about Trump, and then when Biden does something ser- similar... But we can, because Trump has a history of, 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 of why we might think that. He obstructed for two years. He wouldn't give the documents like, back. Um, so, 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 are you saying that Biden doesn't have a history of doing things that are dishonest? I'm not saying dishonest. I'm saying <laughs> Trump has a history of deleterious behavior. I think Biden does too, not on the level that Trump but, does. You know, I don't think Biden is an honest player. And you know, I, I mean, do- it's politics. None of these people are 100 honest or or forthcoming. I mean, it's politics. It is the name of the game. It is it is a system that has been set up that we all have to play with. Right. Like that is what politics is. Right. But I don't think we can say that. Oh, because we bought the idea that Joe Biden is a return to decency and less chaos after Trump. That Trump is guilty with his classified documents, and Biden uh, is not. I say. I say. Uh, try. You know, if if there's an event. You know, my concern about classified documents is whether state secrets were shared from the documents. But if one side wants to say you need to uh, suffer criminal consequences and the other side doesn't even need to be investigated. Bunny, Bunny, if one person asks, if if someone asks you you for documents and you refuse to give them and someone asks Monet and, and Monet offers her documents without being asked, you're saying those are the same things and they're not. Okay, I said there were differences in the number. Trump had more documents. Not the number. It, one is obstruction. I said that there were differences in the way that Biden was cooperating. But here is from The Hill the truth about Biden's document debacle. He didn't self-report. Uh, to self-report a crime... A person needs to report it to law enforcement authorities. Biden and his aides absolutely did not do that. Because there was no crime. It is a crime to take classified documents out of their spot and leave them. You know, this is where I say we get it into the laws the- because Biden had some of his in a garage at a place where, you know, Hunter Biden was, was uh, you know, known to frequent. 
Well, listen, I mean, the, the the long and short of it is that this story is going to keep on developing. I'm sure we will be talking about these fucking documents from now until probably the next election cycle. Yes. And, and, and they, they're, they're, there is going to be more investigation. I'm sure more truth will come to light. Exactly what is the contents of these documents. If they're not state secrets, I'm sure we'll find out what they are. Bitch, they, they, they may have been plans for Biden to put an, a fucking Peloton in the Oval Office. Who fucking knows? Of course, you know, Republicans will use anything that's happening under Biden to... Uh, uh, not progressives. Marjorie Taylor Greene will use anything that's happening under Biden to attack her, whether she really cares about that or whether she has a. Uh, but every party does that. So that's like saying that um, you're spouting Democratic talking points. You know, I mean, there's. <laughs> I, 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 it's not a Democratic talking point to say that the reason why eggs are so expensive has to do with the avian flu. It's not a Democratic talking point when Monet and I, who are both drive, are telling you that gas prices are not surging. Okay, well, Those let me. Let me tell you. That's factual. That's just information. Let me tell you. To being a Democratic point. You you are so. Listen, 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 listen. We cannot. We 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 have to. We. I I I think our listeners are not trying to hear us scream about eggs and gas for the next. Well, you uh, you 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 might be surprised. And here's the progressive take: people aren't doing well. People are having a hard time. Our housing is unaffordable, and all of this just takes another pinch in their wallet. It is something... Some people only vote about gas prices because they're not engaged with politics because it hits people... That's silly. If you are a grown-ass fucking adult in this country and the only thing you're voting on is gas... That's silly. It's, that but, is silly. It's, but it's not silly if you drive an Uber and you can't afford to do that anymore. I get it, but there are other as 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 a as a grown human being adult, and if, if gas is the only thing that you're voting on, I think that is silly. Well, I know, but we can't. So there are issues that I think that that, that that are important to me. I would like to only vote about 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 racial stuff. I would like to only vote about queer things. I would like to only vote about, but I'm not. I have to look at the at look at the whole picture. Oh, I agree. I think people should look at the whole. I don't understand one issue voters, but I just think that there is a malaise that is created when people are having trouble affording. Gas, eggs, healthcare, uh, you know, housing, and you know the progressive thing to say would be people have done so badly in the in the 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 something of a recession caused by COVID and you know other factors that they wanted to see what Kamala Harris promised a payment of two thousand dollars per month to help people as they re-enter the economy. That's what the progressive thing is. Help people who need help. That's all it is. Whether it's with gas, whether it's with health care, whether it's with student debt, help them if they need help. That's what that's what where I'm coming from. And I think I think we can all get behind helping people who need help. I mean, I think I think that is not a crazy notion. That is not something that 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 probably everyone listening to this podcast does not want. But do you know which party is not about helping people because they actively uh, are are making policy that is anti-helping people, they're a fucking Republican Party. Of, of the two parties that we have that exist, the one that is remotely, and maybe to you, Bunny, on the smallest scale, intra- like, that want to help people is the Democratic Party. The Republican Party has no intention whatsoever in anything that they do. Well, they would be interested in helping gun owners, and they would be interested in helping uh, you know, rich people who want to pay less taxes. 
I mean, it just depends on how you look at it. I don't share, I don't want guns, and I don't, I don't, you know, want, I want rich people to pay more. I want them to pay what they paid a few decades ago. Right, but, right, but while the Republicans now and, under, and are literally trying to pass bills to cut Social Security, and you, like, literally railed against that for years, you haven't mentioned that once, nothing, zero. You haven't commented any of that. That's because Instead both parties that, want to said, cut Social Security. No, you're wrong. But you're wrong, buddy. You're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm not. You are wrong. No, I'm the, not. The GOP is, has they have bills coming to the table to cut Social Security. The oh, Democrats I know they do. do not. Yeah, the, but they tried. Obama tried to cut Social Security with chain CPI but, cuts. Buddy, we're talking. We're talking now. Let's not go back in time. Now, why not? Today. Why today. Not? The, pow the power. Well, well you can, we, can't, power we can't talk today. about Republicans. We can't talk about what. what of course, what's going on now is going to be. Uh, you know, I mean, the the they just won the House. I mean, they're going to be able to put any kind of bill that they want. Maybe Democrats should have done more in the two years when they had the uh, majority, and then they wouldn't be need to be worried about that because they would have gotten reelected with flying colors in the midterms. But they didn't do the fifteen dollar minimum wage, the voting rights, the immigration reform, the George Floyd policing act. They didn't do that. Right, because. Because Republicans held them up. No, because there was, because yes, Joe, Manchin, there was Joe Manchin and no. Kristen Sinema, who are Democrats, held them up. No, no. Yes, As yes. That, they had majorities, and Democrat turncoats, who were conservative, sided yeah, with the Republicans. Listen, listen, we are holding up our listeners right now. We are <laughs> t t two hours into this podcast. Okay. I think that we can put a pin in this, and we can uh, discuss next week. Okay. <laughs> so, oh. Lady Bunny. Oh, yes, wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm going to San Francisco. I'm going to edit out all Bunny's talking points. You always do. <laughs> you always do. <laughs> I will be performing The Greatest Ho on Earth at San Francisco's adorable <laughs> oasis. If you are a member of the Deep State, you get a discount. <laughs> And a meet and greet with me and Putin. And your deep pussy. And I ha I'm performing <laughs> with the Minnesota Opera February 4th through the 12th. If y'all want to come see me sing some opera in a really fabulous look, it's going to be fucking life changing. It is a moment. It is, it's, a, it's a historical moment in opera um, here in America. So come check it out October 4th through the 12th in Minnesota. And um, Lady Bunny, I shall see you. Yes. Take care. Podcast Network.